0: let's see if this is a little bit let's look if this is a little bit if this work a little bit let's look if this is look if this work a little bit. Okay, let's see. Uh, that should do it. How's my audio going through? Can you hear me now? The sound. Hi, <laughs> Okay. Good.
1: Well, that's, that's good. It's always good when your audience can hear you on a on a live trade, a live stream. Um. My audio says it sounds a little, little echoey. We'll have to see how it sounds for the audio notes. Hmm, really strange.
0: How about now? Can you tell me? Tell me? How's that sound?
1: Get these. We're starting up a new season, so, so there's, there's just a few technical things. Well...
0: Good. Okay. Something going on with the audio.
1: I need to work on this a a little bit, get it figured out. Um, anyhow, welcome back to another B2B Rocks. Um, just go over a few things really quickly.
0: Um, so odd. Uh, yourself a echo. I really wish I could make that. In
1: any case, we'll have to figure it out a little bit later. So, welcome. We're back. We're excited. We're going to be doing shows every week up until B2B Rocks. Um, B2B Rocks, the event, is going to be happening on September 9th, Station F. Uh, These events are really important. Why are they important? To learn what people are thinking, what happen- what's happening in industry, networking opportunity. There's just lots of good reasons to do this, um, and it should be a lot of fun. I'll be there at Station F. Oh, we will be a team uh, partners. Really looking forward to that. Um, please, if you have any questions today, put them in the chat. Questions or comments, put them in the chat. Always makes it more interesting. Um, what was I going to say? Hasn't startups, hasn't, hasn't been a really interesting place of the last six months? So we had a little bit of a downturner and I thought it was just kind of a slight downturn. Um, and then a lot of stuff happened. There was kind of a confluence of events. There was the economy, um, war in Ukraine. That's been going on now
0: for 17. A lot of things going on right now. Um, So much, Um, and the like the economy would happen. The downturn is deeper, Um, and there's kind of a reposition the the
1: industry. Um, It's actually. Anyways, it's kind of a good thing. Um, when you think about it, it's really kind of a good thing. And why is that? Why would that be a good thing? Well,
0: it's kind of funny. One door shuts and another door opens. That happened. That's um, kind of a very American. I guess it's not just, you know, bad things happen or a or possibility. Other possibilities focus. I think that's really exciting. Um, Well, today uh, we're going to talk a little
1: bit about what the current startup environment looks like. So what the current startup environment looks like um, provides some context on how I think the industry is evolving. Um, Then we have our guest, Adrian Chatiel.
0: So he's CEO of our own co-founder of Eldorado.
1: So a lot of the industries that, that started around the gold rush changed enough are still around. A lot of big companies, uh, Wells Fargo, Levi's. So hopefully that'll happen for startups as well, and SaaS industry as well. He'll be arriving around 540, 545. Um, until then, we're going to be providing a little context on what, what's going on in the industry. So I have two things I'm going to show today. One is a report from DealRoom uh, titled Venture Capital in Europe, 2023. So we're going to look at what the data says. Um, then there's a really interesting article, kind of an anecdote article, written about a company trying to raise their Series A and the challenges. I think it's interesting because I think it's an opportunity Dig a little deeper and ask some questions. Um, and then finally, uh, we're going to talk about an article written by a guy, Ben Murray. So that's going to write his name in the, uh, the chat room. I
0: really like Ben. DY has that article. But he talks about a thing called average cost service.
1: So it's a KPI, he's very competitive important companies so that they can measure what they're doing look at that and we'll talk about what average cost of service is why i think it's important but additionally why i think apis and cfos are increasingly
0: and we'll see if adrian chatiel
1: when he comes on here we'll see if he backs me up if he agrees with me or if he disagrees and thinks it's a completely different idea um, so with that said, let's let's move on to the report a little bit. Uh da da, da.
0: no, this is this I want Okay um So here's the report Am I love to use that no. um so.
1: So the report, they talk about um, global situation, European situation, and they dive down into UK and the new Palo Alto. I, don't know, I wasn't even familiar with the Palo Alto. Apparently that's associated with it. But we'll dive into all these things and, and we'll, we'll look more closely at the numbers. Um, so the first top line number is... investment. This investment is down sixty. the first quarter. And I guess given what we've seen, the overall economy or just a lot of uncertainty confluence events, it's not too surprising. There's also a tech meltdown.
0: Um, So all the emphasis before this kind of thing started slowing down on growth.
1: And now everything's pivoted. Everything's on profitability. Uh, so whereas before, investors were asking, what's your path to growth? Now they're asking, what's your path to profitability? How are you going to make this company? And this actually ties in later with what Ben talks about in the article, average cost
0: of service. Um, so things are down. Um, but there's some, a, lot of interest,
1: a lot of interesting things going on, uh, especially AI. So we see AI is hot. That's not any new view. Um, interestingly enough, as
0: a percentage, as a percent, then,
1: I my voice. Um, early stage in Series A investment, so pre seed, seed, Series A are all down less than the other bigger rounds. Um, so still a good amount of smaller companies. Spinning up. Um, there's fewer companies getting
0: big growth rounds. So that's interesting note to take about. To again, um, especially unicorns.
1: No unicorns happening. Um, unicorns have gone back to being a mythical mythical animal. I really got to figure out my audio thing. Um, so if we look a little closer to the numbers. Early stage, fifty billion. Breakout stage, uh, down thirty down thirty two percent. Breakout stage, twenty six billion. And this is these are global numbers down fifty one percent. And late stage, so the hyper growth, the the unicorn rounds, um, down seventy one percent.
0: So there's less appetite, big rounds kind get it. When you look at companies, I cited them as deal.
1: They were making big growth promises. Then the market shifted and shows profitability. Then they started focusing on profitability. profitabilities. They still haven't gotten there. And I think retroactively vision being what it is.
0: Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry, I wasn't sharing sure it. I thought I was sharing sure it, but I wasn't sharing sure it. One second here, I got to send a message. Back to the slides. Um, So investment's off. Okay.
1: Unicorns are off. Next slide. Unicorns are off from my notes here. So I mean, look at that huge spike, what happened. Um, And now, things have come back to reality. Good news is, around the world, there's unicorns everywhere. So what sectors remain interesting? And that's kind of interesting. So, the, the things that remain interesting for everybody in 2023 are financial techno- te- technology, energy, cybersecurity, semiconductors, legal tech. Um, so, it's really gone back to solving problems.
0: Got to solve real problems. Anything fluffy,
1: anything that doesn't clearly generate benefit, monetary benefit. Us back to making more money, saving time. Being productive.
0: How are you going to help us do those three things? Um, market has really settled into logic, it's, it's and that's kind of what happened with technology. Everyone gets really excited. There was the dot com bubble, there was petfood.com that raised billion dollars. Then that would probably like a billion dollars today. Inflation, I'm not sure about that. Um, and then um, that went away. Companies all of a sudden were much
1: much more serious. And in 2001, September 11th, tech sector just kind of imploded. 2008, 2009, same
0: thing with the break of recession. Lost a few companies there. What happens is each time this industry talent tends to get more serious. The investors get more serious, but also the trading that goes.
1: So I think that's an exciting thing. And, and I, I think it makes a lot of sense. When you look at nature, like, and I always compare technology to ecosystems. It takes a lot of different factors to create a thriving ecosystem. But
0: when you look at uh ecosystems, you know, there's extinction events after that. There's all kinds of new life, kinds of new and also only the successful species survive each extinction. Um,
1: so, on a more granular level, level uh, so clean energy, innovative food, agritech, waste, autonomous,
0: regulation te- technology. You know, and I think,
1: I think what's going to happen is the technology and the techniques to building SaaS are democratizing. So, more people. Instead of being technology people that go look for a problem, it's going to be people that work in industry that know about problems. They'll go, it'll go work on these things. So They'll bring more industry experience, and they're going to really focus tightly on a problem. And we already see that in some industries. Like, for example, everything that's around green tech right now, most of the companies partner on the technology side, and there's a partner industry experience on the technology side
0: on solving a real problem. So I think that's really interesting. Um, what else do we have to say here?
1: Um, so as I said, Seed State Venture doing really well, um, especially in Europe, especially in France. Uh, interestingly enough, France upped the trend, and there was more in investment on the seed side in France in 2023 than 2022. Um, curious. I don't think there's a simple answer to that. I think one, it's because France has a lot of educational institutions, creating a lot of deep research. So there's a lot of great ideas out of here.
0: Maybe optimistic, else. but it's really interesting to see that what's happened. But in general,
1: what we see is there's different risk cultures. Um, but we also see that the U.S. started technology and
0: remains the mammoth, giant elephant, and and so while technology has spread really the four corners of the globe, Americans still to a great extent dominate. I, I guess I guess like best. Let's see what's, what's happening with that. There's um, so, um, so something like 400 billion waiting to be invested. Um, we'll have to bring that question up to Adrian and talk with him about all that dry powder. What investors, what they'll need. To to let go of some of that money. Um, I think all this dry powder.
1: I mean, you know, one thing is around the world, interest rates are up. So there are some alternatives to what you can do with investments, although VC investors aren't really interested in buying corporate bonds. Um, but I think there's also another point to that with the days of cheap money at least on the short term, inexpensive money, so like borrowing, or at least for the short term, are pretty much over. So the dynamics, the, a lot of the macro dynamics investment
0: side have changed. I also think a lot of disruptive events are rising. So we have elections coming up. Fortunately, the U.S., two few years out, start looking towards the presidential election. That's kind of a disruptive event. Of course, there's the war in Ukraine. So there's a lot going on around the world. We shouldn't underestimate greed. Uh, greed. Greed is unbeaten.
1: So, if, if, you know, the investors are there. Why do they want high growth? Why do they? Why do they invest these? They're looking to double, triple, quintuple of their, their money.
0: They're attracted big ideas, disruptive ideas, world-changing ideas, things that can generate a lot of capital. That kind of thing you're on today. Um,
1: so we said there are no unicorns this year. But there is something really cool about unicorns is unicorns are now around the world. So we find unicorns everywhere. Um, and I think that's one of the things that,
0: that we like most at BTX. This culture,
1: technology culture, now it's fast uh, about disrupting things, about taking an idea and making it better, or disrupting industry, creating new better ways to do it. And the organization
0: taken to build them, problem solve, build top flight organizations. Have literally spread to the four corners. But it also means um, recently, governments. This is going to be about which governments create the best environment. There was a comment, uh, or there was a thing I read about. Well, it'll be later in the presentation. Um,
1: okay, so I mentioned France. France is plus. You see investment this year, and then you look at all the other countries, they're way off. Uh, Israel is even down minus 24%. Uh, United States, United States down a third. China in the same boat. India and Germany down nearly 50%. And France still up 8%. So it's kind of interesting. I'd be curious to see why that is. Um, Oftentimes we tend to say it's a reason. My experience, things tend to be multifactorial.
0: Um, France, for example, has great educational. A lot of people come into these universities and research organizations. Great ideas. And that's one thing you really need as far as a tech macro environment. Great education. Europe. Okay, some more details on Europe. So.
1: As far as overall investment, it's very similar. Uh, there's not too much talk about that. Um,
0: what are they? Almost all the fall has been in the late stage. So still a lot of early-stage investment. I think these companies start seeing the next round of really interesting companies.. Uh, Right around, right around the corner. So it's, uh,
1: the number of seed and Series A 2012 has grown by 4.7%. I think this is a point to just how successful
0: this model is. Um, and also, really a change in culture. You know, early on, companies had to go to the U.S. for venture capital. They went to the U.S. because there wasn't an appetite for risk in Europe. That there was in the U.S. But if you actually study risk model, taking more risk, especially earlier on, typically pays off. If you're too conservative for too long, you tend to lose out. And that's certainly true. If historically, of investment models. But in any case, uh, Europe is still doing really well on the Series A. Um, More and more rounds, more and more activity all the time. Um, Another country that's seen, so UK, France, Germany raised the most capital Great. Also, Switzerland
1: upped the trend. Uh, so Switzerland saw a lot of growth. So France saw plus 8%. Switzerland saw plus 34%. I'm not really sure what the size of Switzerland's economy is compared to France's or other countries, but that's double-digit growth. That's pretty impressive. I guess that's a really thing about technology is that in some ways, size matters. Like the US is great because you have a single market of like, close to 400 consumers, and they all speak English. And Europe, you have a bigger market, more consumers, but they all, you know, there's like some 26 different languages. So, size
0: is important as far as on the market size. Efficient ideas, corruption, size isn't really a key factor. We see a lot of smaller companies creating a lot of startups. Universities. Look at Israel. Why is Israel so successful? Great university, entrepreneurial culture. Hard to say. I'm sure there's other factors. But I think what's interesting, and I was. For example, uh, responsible for economies of your economy in France, that, I would ever do that. But I'd look at this and say, like, any country likely train, if you're not limited by lack of size, a smaller company, country, smaller company, do that.
1: So what we see is energy. Uh, Really, really done well. Energy, security, job recruitment, solving um, real problems. I think that, that always goes back to really
0: important things. Um, so,
1: the amount of money being raised now is starting to be slowing a little bit. I think that's normal. Uh, the VCs are sitting on a ton of capital, and I don't think that they even know where to put it. So,
0: you know, there's no reason to raise more money. Um, and of course, venture capital very competitive.
1: Uh, I don't know how many fund managers or how many venture capital groups. Like when I started in the industry, like there was like twenty,
0: uh, and now like there's literally thousands, tens
1: of thousands. And there's people that are specializing. The different things. Almost everybody is really interested in B2B, because B2B, the risk right? side. But then on the B2B side, so much specialization of the funds. There's tech, there's energy, there's female founders. There's just every kind of specialization you can imagine. And this goes
0: to building out the, the ecosystem. Uh, Abandoned by Loki. Um, go back here. I'm gonna have to pick up the pace. To be here. So, EMEA, so Europe, Middle East, Africa. It, all. the number? I don't, I don't. Um, but their share keeps growing. You know,
1: so, the world is flattening. Before everything happened in Silicon Valley. A couple years after that, Silicon Valley in Austin. Now, in the US, there's regional tech hubs everywhere. Uh, same thing happened in Europe. I think I should say is happening in Europe. India did the same thing. It just keeps spreading. Again, I think one of the in- interesting th- things about this, the culture. The culture spreading
0: around the world. Let's um, look at UK. Um, I know the UK economy has slowed more than other economies. And then there's also Brexit. UK, early stage is still going strong. The big rounds have really fallen off, even more than in other places. But of course, we raised a lot of money last year. And this is kind of a point I want to get to. They call this super clusters. Um, You need
1: great higher education institution to have tech. So we see in Holland, between Amsterdam, Leiden, they have a super cluster. Paris, we have the Sorbonne, all the other things, um, and now in London. And I saw this in the, in the U.S. Uh, many years ago, there was Silicon Valley, Valley and everybody was expecting, gosh, that sound is terrible, everybody was expecting Austin to shoot up, they just didn't have the educational institution like Austin. I mean, like uh, the uh, Silicon Valley. The other thing that's really important is the other
0: macro factors, like immigration. You
1: need to have an environment where it's easier to get employees, skilled tech workers. Often, that means immigration. So if you make immigration too hard,
0: kind of kill your tech stick. So. Things need, and then you need scales. So, interesting. okay. Well, that gives you an idea. Numbers are off, um, but there's a lot of reason to be optimistic. Reason number one. I have four reasons. Four reasons. Five, four, four reasons. So, tech is now global. The global culture, global venture capital markets. Um. People are building global products that are set to go global from day one. Um, I think that's really exciting. Um, the other thing, tech's reaction to past crises. So every time, it's been increased focus, focus increased maturity. Um, another thing, increasingly, the Legos.
1: Are getting built out. What I call the Lego, everything we need to build a tech company or a SaaS. So from your CRM, CRM to artificial intelligence to
0: no-code, low-code solutions. Everything you can do. To make sure that your people perform really well. Um, that your processes. These are, are, are great. Um, and um, so, those
1: things, we have those blocks. Uh, I call those all these blocks macro acronym things, these different blocks. I call these Legos
0: ecosystems. That's my little term there. Um, and then finally, I think you need to understand role of education, the more brilliant people you have,
1: or startups you have. Uh, these people that don't want to go to work. They want to create things. They want to do things. They want to change the world. They want to have impact. So educational institution, institutions
0: are so important. Uh, that's especially true. That's especially true
1: historically. Like, I think one of the reasons why Silicon Valley was so successful is it's right next
0: to the Bay Area. So it's right next to the Bay Area. We have University of California, Berkeley, Stanford, and then, like, 50 other great univers- universities. A lot of really talented people. From there, I want to go into this article about not being able to raise our series A. So I read the article. Because well, there um Last name. Um, so they talk about this
1: not being able to raise their money. Really interesting. Uh they were looking to raise 10 million. They built a solutions for salons, for air salons for people taking appointments. Growth was going well. They were looking for more money to grow their business.
0: And investors blocked. They
1: didn't want it. And so the quote from the article is, they couldn't get the money on the terms they wanted.
0: Uh, but they were already servicing businesses. So, and they had employees.
1: And of course, you know, the entrepreneurs are really committed to their idea. So they went out and got a bridge loan from existing
0: investors to keep the business going, keep growth going. But my question is, is, like, what did the investors see? If they're growing their business, is it not profitable enough? Were they unable to establish a road to profitability? I don't know. It's, it's not called out in the article. But I think increasing, increasingly, this puts a focus On KPIs and being really being able to show your vision, show your vision, how you're going to execute. And
1: it's interesting because as I've been in in technology, originally I thought it was important for the CEO to be a good salesperson. That's true. Then I thought it's important for that person a Good marketing person. That's true. Then I thought it's important for that person to be a great operations person and a teacher. And that's true. But increasingly, I think you
0: need a really good, good person with financial. Um, and that kind of brings brings me to my next point, Ben Murray. So just briefly, the report I showed you was from Deal Room really I'm a big fan of Daryl. Um and that article I found was on sifted. But that I'll put these up that maybe. There's the article. And this is The last article so this last article is a guy from a guy called Ben Murray an American people talk him a lot increasingly so Uh, and often you can get templates of his ideas so so he has an Excel model of what we're talking about here the last link so talks about this
1: KPI, average cost service. I'd be really curious, know so what amount of B2B SaaSes know this number, and this is such an important number to know.
0: And the other thing to know is, as sales grow, as you're growing your funnel, sales funnel, and maybe you're adding other
1: products and services on the back end. That's all great but ideally your service model costs are going down at the same time.
0: So not are you, revenue, growth, but you're also increasing profitability. So I think uh, technology investors who you know, are gonna be increasingly looking at these things, paying very close attention. Get here in a minute. Okay, I can pull around with my microphone. Um, how's that? Sounds better. Oh, it does sound better. Oh great. Oof. Gosh, killing me there. Um Okay. So our guest should be here in any minute. Has anyone here heard of this number? Average cost of service? Anybody? I'm really curious to, to see what our guest is going to have to say today.
1: Our guest again is Adrian Altiel. He's the CEO and co-founder of a com- company called El Dorado, And they help put, I'll let him explain. This. They help put investors and startups together. Okay. Uh, so, we'll be talking with him. I'm really curious to see what he's going to have to say about these KPIs and the importance of CFOs uh, to help people get money. You have to say about
0: that. What about you out there in the audience? What are you seeing... Oh, yes, Adrian. There, right. Our guest is here. All right, Adrian. We're on. How are you today? Can you hear me? Uh, Adrian, people can people hear me? Yeah, yeah, hello, Steve. Can you hear me? Great. Uh, all right, no problem. But I, I can't see you just for the recording.
1: see how that works you still hear me okay adrian yep yep perfect okay great okay uh we haven't done this in a while so mm-hmm. if you want to lo- log into twitch you can lo- watch yourself on twitch or you can see me on twitch if you feel better or on I linkedin linked. you just have to I, make I sure check. you turn off the yeah. sound
0: yeah sure uh,
2: okay i think we'll be on linkedin i think i will be able to see on linkedin just wait a minute you can Uh, see yourself as well uh, yeah (laughs) double time (laughs) With the video and so on yes yes i can see me that's perfect and i can see you uh most important that's perfect
1: flattering thank you so (laughs) i i kind of started today Talking about what's been happening in the industry for investments, it's off compared to last year, especially on the big rounds and um, lots been going on. And so we're going to hit you up with some with the questions. But first, maybe tell us a little bit about yourself and El Dorado.
0: Campus
2: in in the world or so something like this uh which is in france in paris and i'm uh, the ceo and founder of el dorado which is a, a digital platform to help european entrepreneurs to raise funds and to find money uh we built this company like five years ago and uh, we are partners with b2b rock since uh, uh several years Um, We are uh, having lots of content regarding VC's investment and I'm uh, uh, really passionate and uh, interested in in how I can help entrepreneurs uh, to understand more what is going on to be more prepared by uh, searching for financing and prepare their financing strategy. How did you come up with the idea for the company? Yeah, uh, actually, I'm an entrepreneur since 15 years ago uh, when I was a lawyer, uh, but I uh, haven't practiced as a lawyer. I was a, like kind of a trainee and I decided to create startups while being uh, at the law school. So uh, in the Paris law school. And I I've begun like creating two and three different startups in uh, early uh, 2010. And I sold one of my company to a media group called Leaders League in 2014 uh, which have uh, kept me for three years uh, as a kind of a um, uh, vesting period as we uh, Mm -hmm. as we tell and uh, after that yeah very common after a a sold out of uh, a company and um, after that i uh, was wondering what i can do so i was uh, uh, wondering of working with a VC, creating a vc or uh, be part of investing because i've been uh, a business angel uh since 2012 so at the beginning like of the the rise of the french tech and the european tech as as we know it uh, today and um by um, thinking of a new project i asked myself what what are the needs of entrepreneurs right now in 2017 and it was definitely how how to uh, uh, be more uh proactive and productive by creating their, their company more quick um and to uh, benefit of the the, the uh, experience of previous VCs and previous entrepreneurs, the rise of new VCs also. So I, I asked myself if we can build a platform. I I'm, I love marketplaces and, and a marketplace to help entrepreneurs to build their company. And after uh, thinking and building the, the, the first MVP, uh, we decided with my uh, two co-founders uh, to uh, focus on uh, the more... Uh, financing part of building a company, which is the biggest part and a really mo- most common part. Like every entrepreneurs are uh, thinking about how they can fund their company. So that's why we uh, decided to to cre- create El Dorado with uh, this idea of helping entrepreneurs to, to find the best m- m- money strategy for their uh, venture.
1: Yeah, that's really interesting. It reminds me, of course, your name reminds me of the gold rush and the companies that made the most money from, from the gold rush were actually the companies around the gold rush so uh yeah. so uh, um Wells Fargo and Levi's of course they're still there today so <laughs> what what is, what has changed my microphone so weird today what has changed over the last 12 months for raising money
2: so uh Definitely, we are. The party is kind of over, uh, as we said. So uh, it's uh, not uh, really hard to see that the the landscape is changing between like 2022 and 2023, mm-hmm. uh, and it doesn't even take a, like a crystal ball to say that uh, 2023 will be going to be a challenging year. So uh, what changes? Is that several factors like. Uh, uh, Funding is down uh, for several reasons, but uh, mostly because of uh, uh, the, the 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 rise of um, the, the 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 interest rates. So uh, it's okay. the first um, a factor uh, which which impacted directly the, the the fundraising. But also like overseas investments are down and and deal flow is also down. And because of all these uh, factors, like rising interest rates or uh, the tumbling of the tech sectors as well like with uh, um, even before 2022 we had SoftBank WeWork and so on like some kind of a clue that uh, the world of VCs will be a little bit tumble um, if you add with that with that, like the war in Ukraine uh, the weakening of uh, the valuations and uh, uh, the IPO pipeline which was uh, reducing more and more um, it's even uh, harder factors, and, and not, let's not forget like Silicon Valley Bank, uh, crypto crashes, and so on, uh, with the, the, there's plenty of factors uh, that um, changed the world of VCs and funding and, and uh, from uh, 2022 to 2033. So the question now is, uh, has VC world hit a little bit the bottom? Yeah, or, yeah, this is your question. I let you yeah. ask the question.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, no, no. Yeah, that's, that's, I, I had that on my list of questions. Like, has, Have we hit bottom? Have we hit the bottom of the market or is still further to go? Hard to say.
2: Yeah, it's hard to say. Let's, let's, let's keep it for the, the last question. I, I, will, I will try to think about it like during our, our meeting.
1: <laughs> well, all the factors you mentioned, I think um, I agree with. In those two and, and consider those and i don't think it's one thing it's multi-factorial um i think prior to 22 23 the focus was on growth and now the focus is on profitability uh, would you say that's true or is that too simplistic
2: i i think it's simplistic because uh, from one hand to uh, another like it's it's only says that that's uh, from my, my opinion, like, uh, we build a, a venture ecosystem even, even in the U.S. and even though in in, in, in uh, Europe um, with only this hyper-growth possibility of building ventures. So uh, all uh, the valuation, the acceleration processes, the, the type of venture companies like VCs, family offices, corporate ventures, they were all, like, building... Um, uh, companies with hyper growth and mm-hmm. this is why we we already have talk about like this bubble burst in in 20 1000 uh, in in 2008 mm-hmm. uh which was quite different it was uh, um, a, a real burst a bubble uh, sorry yeah. a real bubble and yeah. it is not the same for today like we 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 just invest too much money and spend too much money because the world was built uh, as a um, uh, Settled with this this criteria of uh, uh, building the next Facebook, the next Google, the next Amazon, and so on. And every companies are not built for doing like this. So when you add to that like new venture companies and new venture prof, um, um, uh, capital firms uh, that are uh, first time venture capital firms, they are following this trend. And this trend is not working for every company. And and this this is the first thing. And the second one is that. Even if you are investing uh less money uh, it doesn't change the fact that the valuation were really high so for the next round it's makes some difficulties for the entrepreneur and so on so by having this uh lots of money at at one point uh between twenty twenty one and twenty twenty two people were paid to to invest money like literally like to to spend a lot of money so this 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 rise of money and and this uh um, uh, possibility with lots of companies and, and good companies, good entrepreneurs uh, to capture uh, this money and this flow uh, by uh, thinking about only hyper gross has been kind of a mistake like we forgot that a company has to make profits uh, yeah. this, this is the most common thing for every company and you have a lot of example uh, if we make like the frauds like FTX or so on aside we have a lot of example of um companies uh, for example in in f- the food tech industry um the mobility uh, and uh, electric mobility industries that have been funded with such gross amount of money uh, that hasn't been justified because at the end of the game there couldn't even been profitable so uh this Um, mind uh, thinking of investing in in companies has to evolve and to be more uh, responsible by thinking about companies need to grow to have a a, a kind of an an hyper growth grow fast but at the end of the game who can uh, buy my company and we forgot about it even in France if I can if I may just Think about an example. We are really proud to have 30 unicorns. It was the rise in the competition of how much unicorns the European country has. And we forgot to say, okay, who can buy those uh, unicorns at the end of the game? And when you think about this, you say, we built 30 unicorns, but some of them are um, not, they they will have some big difficulties to be bought. So, By thinking about this, you, you think there's a, a middle point to think about is like uh, financing companies and venture capital is definitely not, not dead, but needs to be like more uh, responsible of the money they made and, and they may, are giving a, to a company and which valuation and what are the, 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 the financing strategy by, by the end of the day? If it answer what are your question. No, it, it really does. And it fits in with
1: my perspective on things. Um, I was around for the dot bomb bust. And so people invest in companies like dogfood.com food, dog or petfood.com. And you can just buy pet food at the supermarket. Uh, you don't need to put 200 million in a company to do that. So, it's, so I think every time. In 2001 with September 11th, 2008, 2009, every time there's a maturation process. Investors, um, also the companies. Uh, and so the companies get more skilled at building roadmaps to grow to profitability. The investors get more savvy about what they're looking for. And it sounds like there's a restructuring. And typically mm-hmm. it's good for the industries. So we'll, we'll have to see.
2: Oh. yeah yeah and and what we can add like because we are discussing about the various crises of the ecosystem is that one common point of 20000 and the bubble burst and and uh, 20, uh 2008 and today is that it it is in every part of the world the, the like there's nowhere to hide for a company mm-hmm. like a, uh like the only region that is uh Having uh, some kind of a uh, like a a better um, uh, situation than the other is is North America, but it's a little bit likely due to uh, OpenAI and 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 Stripe uh, multi-billion dollar deals. Uh, So it's it's kind of uh, the 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 common point is really like uh, with all the local factors and the global factors. The investments are uh, going throughout the world uh, by this uh, downturn. And uh, uh, it's something really particular by, by all these crises. So it's important for the entrepreneur to bear that in mind as well. There's nowhere to hide, as we say.
1: Where to hide? I showed a report earlier, and it showed that France, for the first quarter, uh, investment in early stage and Series A was actually up. Uh, seven percent. What, yeah, is there something I don't under- understand?
2: Um, no, this is the case, uh, because uh, there's two different things that you need to understand because of the European market and especially the French and German market. The first thing is that a crisis makes like six to nine months to come to us after, like, and even the, the, the growing of an ecosystem, and we always have this kind of um, different timeline of um, uh, having uh, the the, the results of a a downturn. So this is the first thing. The second one is that uh, our pre-seed and seed uh, ecosystem is built differently. We have a lots of different and various possibilities to find pre-seed and seed in Europe uh, than in the U.S., especially with a strong uh, business angel ecosystem with lots of individuals that are uh, really interesting in investing in companies still, even after the crisis, if, because some of them has made so much money during the, COVID and the, the COVID-19 period of time. Mm-hmm. And we have a lot of individuals and even like uh, non-tech people that want to invest in early stage startups. Mm-hmm. And because they are um, uh, confident on uh, having uh, investors, even if we have this pullback in Europe, and 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 even the U.S. investors are pulling back in Europe as well, which is which is something we can maybe discuss after, because it's it's really uh, important for European VC ecosystem. But be, with this strong uh, precedency and various type of people presidency ecosystem uh the lower of uh, the valuation and uh the uh, uh the fact that the crisis is coming like six to eight nine months uh, after for us it seems that uh the seed ecosystem in 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 france is more and even series a is more resilient um and um maybe i can add the last uh, thing i i i think i'm i'm thinking about like it's uh we have an ecosystem which is not uh, it's more conservative even like series a and series b so the french investors and french tech investors or german tech investors are taking much time uh, more time than us investors or, or english investors to to put money in a company they are more likely like conservative so even through 2020 and 2021 and early 2022 when um, the, uh, the amount and, and, and uh, the ecosystem were flourishing by, by making lots of big deals and so on. The, 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 the amount and so on has been a little bit less than the in the US, for example, because of this conservative. So the downturn is also a little bit less. And that's why also the seed is uh, uh, more re- resilient as well.
1: Okay. Having worked for a few French startups, they typically raise less money and have to do more with less. So.
0: This is it. <laughs> I
1: agree. Why, why, are, why are the US investors pulling back?
2: So um, I think like 20 to 2019 to 2022 has been like the rise of uh, US investors and, and, and more likely like the uh, cross-border deals uh, from... Um, a year to another. So last quarter, uh, seed funding, so kind of a dramatic uh, collapse. Um, but as we say, like in France and, and Germany, is it's getting better, uh, okay. the seed and series A. But like um, the European VCs, even the French and, and German and English VCs, Aren't making like long term commitments on how they will um, do series A, series B, series C, uh, late stage funding, let's say, uh, because of their uh, impossibility for them to tell what the valuation will be, what the metrics should be uh, for an investment uh, in in these kind of stages. So while the late stage startups are experiencing like today the the, the worst uh, funding pullback as we hear uh, over the past like 10 years um, uh, as we say as we said and even if the early stage funding are performing and more be more resilient uh, the pullback by US venture firms um, uh, as 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 we know it are on deal counts uh, like on, on a Deals like that—that that they are going to be in a three years period, uh, for example, like uh, uh, the Europe's first quarter, as we said like before, is, is the lowest uh, continent uh, that has been seen since, since Q uh, first Q, uh, quarter of 2020. Uh, but uh, yes, the because of this this uh, impossibility for uh, European VCs to to uh, understand how they can make big deals and uh, with uh, how much valuation uh the direct consequences like the uh, uh, Europe's UC investors US investors are going to be uh, uh, pulled back uh, at least like for the next year and so that's why we say like uh, 2023 will also be a uh, kind of difficult year ahead
1: I think I think until the war is over we may be in trouble or it may be challenging
2: yes i think so or or like the war will will um uh use less uh uh resources and 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 the capacity of a country like to be more stable with this this european war uh is is going to be uh, hopefully um, ended Mm -hmm. after we will be able to see like international investors doing cross-border deals with with european investors as well
1: uh, one of the consequences of the war is higher interest rates. And yeah. so that's unfortunate.
2: Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Because the, the money were a little bit less, less expensive before. So
1: Exactly. Cheap money.
2: Cheap money.
1: Cheap money. <laughs> Cheap money. Um, yeah. yeah. I always, one of the things I asked earlier on another show I did, which is like companies like Twilio that were a unicorn. Would they even mm-hmm. be invested in in today's environment?
2: Um yeah, th- got to, they're,
1: got to take I the bait? No.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, I I don't think so. I don't think so. Because like uh, we are obviously in a global economic downturn as we say it. So uh, having money depends on, on the strength of an ID and on the strength of uh, the ability of an entrepreneur to build this ID. And even if start if startups like uh, I, I, how I can translate it with, we we have a, a very famous uh, French investor called Jean uh, David who, who is one of the uh, godfather of uh, our v c ecosystem. He said like it's easy for an entrepreneur to navigate when he has the wind in the back than to than to have the wind in the front and this is yeah. in this period of time that we we see how resilient uh, are the entrepreneurs that are able to navigate. The, the tur- turbulent um, yeah. e- uh, economic climate. So, so, that that's the first thing. So, it's not the, you. You definitely cannot compare when a company were in a um, uh, less turbulent economic climate than today, uh, because of uh, the, uh, the the factors that we say the a lot of factors that we say, before. but they are directly uh, impacting the viability and the originality of an ID, uh, and and even more. The amount of cash uh, you have in the bank uh, to build your product and your service. so this is the the first thing. Uh, so I don't think they will be able to uh, have around in the same condition as we have seen before. Uh, they uh, usually need to maintain uh, their position and to try to sell a little bit more, but it is definitely a different story. Uh, between uh, 2021 and 2023 like uh, if we compare like two years ago I, I don't know when the deal was uh, of um, uh, I don't remember either uh, Yeah, but, uh, but uh, even
1: though yeah they were a hyper growth unicorn not yeah. so focused on profitability and now yeah. they've had to pivot and they've got the wind in their face
2: so we'll in their see face, how they yes. do yeah Yeah, and uh, we usually say like it's the difference between a nice to have startup with a must-have startup and a nice to have product and and uh, a must-have product like uh, it doesn't change the fact that building a startup is always difficult and about like dealing with the unknown but uh, the, the the global factors are dressed, has drastically, drastically changed uh, so striving a business like the one you 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 have been telling is definitely how we can um, have the the cost of money has to be like the the really priority and even like uh, thinking about profitability for companies which was absolutely not the case like two years ago I think you need to show how you're getting there
1: yeah you're getting the profitable um I wanted to ask you a question I showed an article earlier about average cost of service so no. calculating uh, how much it costs you to deliver your, your SaaS to your customers or an, another product to your customer. And I thought it was a really interesting API. Uh, it's a guy called Ben Murray, who's a CFO, and he trains other CFOs to, for startups. And the point of this is, is that when I started in tech, I thought the CEO, the founder, should be a great salesperson. Then I thought, later, he should be a great marketing person. Then I thought, uh, a great operations and uh, educator. Mm -hmm. And now increasingly I'm thinking, you need to have top-notch financial people as part of the company to make your company marketable and to show people how you're going to be profitable. Do you agree with that statement? Uh, Anything you'd like to add?
2: definitely uh we need to have a new generation of entrepreneurs or co-founders that are able to if if I may like uh reward your your, your the terminology that you are uh using if I understand well is what we call the capital efficiency definitely it's like yeah. uh how efficient uh, is a company to spend the money and to operate and grow so uh as we say at the beginning like 2021 20, and 2022 a uh, lot of company are are have uh, been raised uh, lots and, and and too much money uh, as uh, as we can say, uh, and the valuation were too high and so on, and uh, all all this fundraising has been uh, like really far from what a capital efficiency should be, and you can see some kind of VCs that have been like a little bit doing less deals than the other like the same amount of deal that they have been doing in 20 uh, 2018 or 2019 uh by saying okay we can pay a little bit more but if the cost is too high if the the money raised uh, rise is is too high as well uh we will not uh do the deal and and we are okay with that like because we we need to perform and we need to to show our LPs that we we can uh return money which is the the, the the, the the purpose of a vc and we also forget okay. about this like uh, uh investing in 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 three unicorns that are uh unbuyable is not uh returning money to investors so uh, we forgot about this like 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 this as well so yeah capital efficiency is, is always something really big to to all well, today more than ever uh so you have various metrics to calculate i I won't be able like like to, to discuss about like even more in english like but i think like the, the burn uh multiple multiple um uh, the the cost cost of acquisition ratio that you have in your company uh, uh the direct return on on invested capital so what you return with one euro on capital what you return on on revenue uh and so on uh and you want have also like venture capital efficiency rise ratio of of what they are doing with their money but Even though if I'm not and I'm a CEO of a startup and and, and I'm a board member in various startups, I think there's a lack of uh, mathematic people like in in company that and financing people and and, um, CFOs, like even at the first and second round of the company, because spending money is really simple, like spending one to 10 million is really fast, really simple. Uh, like lots of people can do this. It's not impossible to be an entrepreneur that is spending money. Uh, I think that this is not the, the more, I believe, like, and even though, like, rising money is not so difficult uh, if you have a good product and a good strategy. Uh, even, even today, it's it's longer and, and a little bit harder than in the, in the last two years. But rising money, like rising 10 billion is much more easier than... Uh, uh, making 10 million of revenue uh, in your company, so uh, the capital efficiency, yes, I definitely agree with you. Uh, it will help to balance like the growth with return on, on investment, and tracking these uh, with lots of metrics. And uh, and we can discuss about what what are the metrics. But uh, uh, with tracking the metrics would be a really good starting point of uh, being more reasonable by using uh, venture capital as, as a, a, a good way to uh, grow their company, uh, his company, but uh, your company. But even so, if, if you have this uh, people or co-founder that is really sensible and, uh, and a good sensitivity with capital efficiency, I definitely think this, think this is a, a good move, move for your startup ecosystem right now.
1: Okay. Every, every time I've been a part of a startup, just a huge learning experience. It's um, interesting to see what it takes to be a su- successful founder, pretty hard job. Um, yeah. Where do you think our industry is going? Do, do you have other predictions about what do you think is gonna happen? I mean, a, a lot's happen with alternative financing. Uh, do you think that's gonna continue to be a thing
2: or what's do you see a role there are are there other things you're seeing yeah uh there uh i can speak about like france and europe there's lots of non dilutive possibility to find your your company like banking public funding um, institution uh, that are uh, really uh, keen on helping the the ecosystem to uh, be more resilient Um, Mm -hmm. especially in various sectors like deep tech large deep tech companies like robotics uh AI um uh and and uh even Web3 or so on like they, they want uh, companies not to be shut down like to lose uh, to lose everything they have been building since the last two years. So they are taking the risk with banks and uh the, the state money like to help the startups to be more resilient. Uh and with this possibility and what if I'm I'm taking like crystal ball if funding, as we say, will be more strategic and prices uh, with this cost of revenue things and so on, uh, we will see like companies that will be uh, in Europe, I'm saying in in, in the US, I I don't really think it's the same, but in in Europe, we will see like companies that will be using different forms of funding uh, for different purposes, like long-term funding to uh, be a, a more... Uh, 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 to have more um, uh, high R&D process to uh, their product or services like equity and so on, but also like entering in a new market or to scale a product with a new market, they will maybe use like banking solutions, non dilutive funding, capital and so on uh, to be used for a more niche goal and a more step-by-step strategy uh, that will be. Uh, linked with uh, what we said before, like the capital efficiency, and to say uh, we will do less uh, quick, uh, but, we, but we will do uh, more um, uh, with more proof of concept uh, with different step and step. So the rise of uh, the, the period of time of um, fake it until you make it, I think it's a kind of over. Uh, we are not <laughs> more in, in, in a period of time like... Uh, prove it and then we fund it like a period of time like so
1: that's interesting that's really really. um we're gonna shift shift a little bit off off topic what are some of your favorite online resources where do you go to learn
2: well uh, a lot uh i think like i'm spending uh like like three years or four years ago i was spending like one hour Per day on, on Instagram and, and five minutes on LinkedIn. And I think it's the opposite right now. Like I'm, I'm spending a lot of time in, on LinkedIn. If you have a good use of LinkedIn, you can have a lot of resources that are coming to you. Uh, so it's uh, the algorithm, uh, obviously, but also the person you are following are key. Uh, so uh, in France, we have like a Michael Jackson, uh, which is a, a European investor that is really uh, important. Uh, Boris Golden, uh, there, there's, there's a lot of people that I'm following. And as I'm uh, interacting with their content, I'm having the possibility to see them. And they are uh, sharing a lot of things. So the first thing I will answer to uh, your question, it's like social media, definitely. And Twitter as well. Twitter is a big resource for venture capital uh, if you are following the, 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 good, uh, the, good, uh, the good people. The right people okay then i uh, yeah then i i i've created uh um email address or inside in my professional email address labels uh for uh, to be not spammed with newsletter but i'm uh obviously uh on crunchbase pitchbook and so on but also on really small newsletters or podcasts and all uh, regarding the industry you can find easily like uh, uh, all 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 um, the 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 resources online which which gathered all the 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 people you should uh, uh, follow and so on. But my strategy is to say, yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm I'm, sur- I'm subscribing in all these contents, and I'm putting them in in a part of my email box. And every Monday morning, I'm using one hour to dig in that uh, big amount of resource with uh, keywords. For example, if I need to see a what they are uh, talking about like about the VR uh, April uh, uh, what uh, has been re- uh, that has been released late- yesterday or uh, the uh, open eye strategy for the next two years and so on I just have to use like uh, research on the newsletter and I do have what the best uh, content uh, that I need uh, regarding it so uh, yeah I will say this this is a good strategy for me because there are an infinite amount of of uh, of content for uh, venture capital.
1: Yeah, yeah. Makes sense. That's a really good idea. All the content comes to comes to you. You just organize it and then go yeah. get it when you need it.
2: Yeah, exactly. And I, and I can share like uh like Andreessen over over its, uh article like first first uh run review, Crunchbase, Mattermark, book Daily and so on. But I mm-hmm. I can't like nobody can read everything. So uh, time, I do have right? like, uh, yeah, and all the time, yeah, you, you, uh, you are, uh, if, if you're doing so, you will have this fear of missing out that is going to drive you crazy, so.
1: Yeah. Really interesting. Um, I hadn't thought of that. Mm-hmm. Actually, when I got my start in technology, Arc Andreessen was just starting his second company, OutCloud. Uh, which is one of the SaaS companies, and ended up selling it and making money. He always, yeah, it was it wasn't a successful company, but he sold it. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, wasn't a unicorn, but but great idea, and he got bought. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. Uh, we have a couple couple questions we'd like to ask just to get a feel for people. You have a funny anecdote. About your career, something you learned, or something like that. Uh, uh,
2: let's let's think about it. Like, yeah, I've been uh, by chance interviewing the, the, the French president Macron uh, by uh, by 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 being like uh, selected uh, in in the French tech ecosystem, and it was the beginning of uh, his career as a president. So, twenty seventeen. Yeah and um uh, i uh, asked him the exact same question that i've been asking for him in 2022 uh with a bunch of entrepreneurs so i was invited this time so it was not uh uh, uh like uh, uh, um a uh, complete uh, chance uh so yeah. in 2017 i asked him like uh, how he is going to fuel uh, the seed fundraising with uh, um uh, structuration and seed funding and, and how you will help like to have private money to drive LPs, uh, directly to seed because they are not taking this risk. And I uh, asked him exactly the same question in 2022 with, with, the metrics that shows that it hasn't changed a lot. And so mm-hmm. it was a funny moment because he answered quite the same thing a bit, but with different formula. So, uh, politics, uh, and venture capital uh, is not an exception. Uh, politics are, uh, good, uh, storytellers. Good.
1: Okay. What is something you would like to improve in our industry or change in our
2: industry? Um, I think it is linked with what we are saying right now. Like, uh, when we are, uh, have built, uh, Eldorado, it was like to help the entrepreneurs to have a more, uh, uh, well, understanding of how it is difficult and how it is adapted or not for them to raise money, and mm-hmm. uh, how they can have a good uh, a funding strategy. I was this is what this was funny. This, your question is funny because as I built like six years ago, Eldorado and was uh, a, a good growth in France, but the problem still the same. Like entrepreneurs are lost and are in the middle of kind of a jungle when they are comes with uh, uh, what is my funding strategy. So, but. I think I think I want to improve a lot uh, and to um, help the entrepreneurs to understand this new chapter. Uh, we have been like building uh, and the, the, this democratization of uh, of uh, startup ecosystem and fundraising ecosystem. <clears throat> and now we have uh, this crisis, and after we have a new chapter. And I think uh, what I want to improve is uh, two things: is how entrepreneurs can fund their company by being more reasonable and how VCs can be uh, uh, more uh, focused on their capital efficient, uh, efficiency, as we say. And in the, on the other hand, is how they can build products that are directly doing an impact for our society, environment, uh, and, and to have a direct impact on, for people, li- like more must-have than nice-to-have uh, startups uh, it will really be more helpful for entrepreneurs to um, understand that they can put their skills on making uh, our daily uh, uh, connections and our uh, uh, even our planet uh, a better place uh, by doing uh, innovation. So I I'm following this impact uh, and this climate tech uh, fast growing ecosystem as well.
1: Yeah, I think educational techno technology and climate tech energy tech vitally important to our future must have. Absolutely. must um, have okay. i totally agree yeah okay uh, continuing on with our little questions here to get to know you uh three yeah. words you would
2: use to describe sas b2b sas uh <laughs> um Software as a service. No, this is for uh, Yeah. Or our-
0: cloud, software, and
1: uh, users. Good. Last one. This is the B2B Rocks question. What's your favorite rock song?
2: Ah. <laughs> this is a really tricky question, and I didn't know that you have this question. Uh, and I would say, like, uh, smells like teen, like teen spirit
1: we're not we're not too far apart genera- generation
2: okay um
1: quickly back to, to your company yeah. you guys provide a newsletter where you give advice and lots of content about people looking to raise money correct
2: yeah exactly okay. uh, as we say like uh, education find money is really uh, important for us
1: good so people if they want to go learn about this they should hit it, your website
2: exactly or my linkedin because i uh, i'm a kind of a top voice LinkedIn top voice i will uh, build a strategy to have more english content as well in in, in the future uh but yes this is uh, our blog plus uh, my linkedin and twitter is a good way like to see what we are uh, working and, and 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 telling to the people
1: well adrian thank you so much for your time today yeah. and
2: thank uh, you for it, this uh seeing you at station f definitely if you uh, come by station f uh give me a call and uh, see you at b2b rocks definitely will be really great so uh thank you for having me steve you have a great
1: day to everybody out there our next show is on the 13th it's going to be on ai how to use that for video um and thank you so much for your time today uh no that would be the the end slide Thank you so much, everybody. Bye-bye.